All right, let's talk about these Indianapolis Colts and their win over the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, this game filled with improbable stuff. And, and that improbable stuff finally fell in favor of the, uh, of the Colts in the fourth quarter. Matt Ryan leading a, a come-from-behind win. This is actually the first come-from-behind win. First game-winning drive for the Colts since 2020 in Phillip Rivers as a quarterback. How do we know that? We know that because Carson Wentz didn't have any of them. And uh, as a result, you know what? Off we go, right? This is fantastic. What a win for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Colts get it done. Colts win this game in large part because Chris Jones picked up a, uh, a penalty during that last drive. The Colts would have would have likely turned the ball over on downs. I, mean, I think it was going to be fourth and 13. And as a result, what you got, well, you, you got a problem. They picked up a 15-yard penalty. And the result of that was uh, was that the 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 Colts somehow or another wound up winning this game, and so they did. And uh, that 15 yards and the automatic first down put the Colts in position to go uh, uh, to go win this game, and and that's all you can hope. That's all you want if you're the Colts. Is exactly what happened. And uh, the Colts get the win. And, and, and so, I mean, it, it, normally you're kind of prepared for what happened, right? You know that it's either a loss or it's a win, and you understand the difference between the two, right? You, you kind of get it. Um, what happened today was that in the end, you, you thought that the Colts were likely going to lose this game. They did not. And uh, so... You wind up with the Colts winning 20-17, to 17, and right now they're tied for first in the AFC South. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Isaiah. Make sure and unmute yourself. How are you doing this afternoon, Isaiah? Hey, what's going on, Kent? Um, you know what? Just a I couple happier. This is a crazy yeah. First three quarters, yeah. I was ready to, like, turn the TV off and hang my head in shame. And then bada-bing, bada-boom, you get the win. Yeah, no kidding. Really? I mean, a couple things that stood out, especially from last week, is the contrast with the passing game. Um, it wasn't great early on, but it really was made clear today that our passing game cannot function without Michael Pittman. It, I don't, I don't right. know what he does or what he brings, but it's made very clear this week. And also, still have concerns up front. I don't know what the hell's going on with that O-line, but I have con- serious concerns. What are your thoughts? You know, I, I don't know what's the matter with Danny Pinter. I, I saw Danny Pinter play a lot of football last year, and he looked good doing it. And, and maybe he's just a guy who has a backup center does not slide over those three feet and become a good guard, but he hasn't been good. Uh, it, Matt Pryor, that hold today, not so good. They gave up five sacks. They didn't give Matt Ryan a lot of time to throw the football, but then all of a sudden in that last drive, everybody looked sort of competent sure. and, and yep. you, you got done what you needed to get done. They called a good play fourth and one that quarterback sneak for Ryan was yep, smart. great call. The, the other calls, obviously, none of them worked on, on fourth down. None had worked this entire year. you, you got to convert those. Uh, but you're, you're dead right about Pittman. Eight catches today on nine targets. Pierce was really good, too. Three catches, yep. five targets. Between them of 133 yards receiving. Without those 133 yards, 
they really, obviously, they shouldn't have won the game as it was. They Amazing. wouldn't have won the game if those guys aren't playing at the level that they did. Amazing we weren't able to run the ball that well, and we still managed to come away with the win. That's stunning. Hey, let me ask you, because I'm, I'm looking at the statistics, 23 carries for the, uh, for the Chiefs, and really by running backs or, or by anybody other than Mahomes, you've got 19 carries for 32 yards. That's a hell of a day for a defense yep. that's much maligned. Yep. They stopped the Chiefs' ability to run, and they didn't get gashed via the pass other than that Juju Smith-Schuster uh, catch and, and a ball to Kelsey. This defense looked pretty good. They heard the chirping, clearly. <laughs> and there was plenty of that. Julian yep. Blackman had had enough. Uh-huh. And, and Rodney McLeod played well, too. Thanks for the call, Isaiah. I appreciate it. Let's go to David. How you doing this afternoon, David? Nice afternoon, isn't it? David, make sure and unmute yourself. There you go. Hey, buddy. Good afternoon. Hey, buddy. Hey, um, we. Oh, good afternoon, buddy. Hey, awesome win. Love the win. But he got sacked five times, and we can't be having that, Kent. But it was a good win. Alex Pierce showed up. Wood showed up. Everybody showed up, and it was a good win. Yeah, we don't argue with winning. If it takes five sacks to get a win, go ahead and take the five sacks. I, I don't think that that's sustainable. I understand your point. But the five sacks are not going to wipe the smile off my face, right? I know I'm right. Uh, let's go to, uh, let's see. Let's see who the, the next caller is. Um, who is that, Mark? Is that right? Make sure and unmute yourself. Oh, it's Matt. I'm sorry. Uh, Matt, how you doing? Oh, I screwed up. Matt, reactivate yourself. We'll get to you, I promise. Uh, that was on me. Uh, Fulton, how you doing this afternoon? Good how are you? I couldn't be better. I, this is phenomenal. What an afternoon. Unexpected I, jubilation. I that they won the game. And now um, that they, um, they had, like, fumbles and three fumbles. And it, it, it was like a – it was like an experience with all the – um, the Chiefs playing against them. Every once in a while, the NFL kind of uh, figures out how to surprise us. You know what I mean? And that's the that's the best part of professional football is once in a while, things don't break right for a team. And in two teams like the Colts and Chiefs are, are just evenly matched enough to allow a team like the Colts to go ahead and win after the kicker for the Chiefs mix, misses a couple of kicks, and he got Chris Jones getting the penalty, and he got a drop here or there, and then the final interception, you know, it's enough to carry a team to an improbable win, and that is what makes the uh, makes the NFL glorious, isn't it? Yep, it is. All right, perfect. Let's go to Matt. We've got Matt back on the horn. Make sure to unmute yourself. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing good, uh, Kent. Thank you for answering my call. Um. My my biggest uh, concerns was, where was Jelani Woods in the first two games? <laughs> yeah, that's a legitimate question. Yeah. But then, would you rather Jelani Woods drops those two touchdown passes and all of a sudden we have an answer to where he was the first two games? At least he showed up for game three, right? Right. And the second of all, and second of all, I was wondering, like, 
Matt Ryan, um, if it wasn't for his uh, fumbles, uh, the Kansas City wouldn't have been where they was in the first place. Second of all, he just wasn't that comfortable uh, behind that line. And is it part of his fault because he's not directing his offensive line and, and letting them know where uh, the rush is coming from or what? You know what? I, I think that the blame is threefold. Number one, I think it's the offensive line not doing the job necessary to keep him upright and give him the time he needs to throw down after down. Number two, I think it's Matt Ryan for not being decisive and getting rid of the ball. I, I think that he underestimated that after 14 years in Atlanta, that it was going to be, you know, it, it was going to be just like playing in Atlanta again, and he was going to be able to assimilate quickly into this team with the offensive line and the changes in scheme. And and what are the differences? Between, because I always cite Phillip Rivers and, and Matt Ryan coming to the Colts as being similar. But the when Phillip Rivers came to Indy, he'd spent a couple of years with Frank Reich. Frank Reich had been the quarterback's coach and then the offensive coordinator in San Diego with the Chargers. And, and that allowed Philip Rivers to figure out who that guy was, what his schematics were going to be. And I think it made his assimilation into the Indianapolis kind of offensive culture a little bit smoother. But I would also blame Frank Reich. And, and the reason is you got to, if you're in that situation, you have got to play a guy in the preseason and you got to get him a lot of snaps and you have to get him comfortable, as comfortable as possible in the preseason so that in the regular season, he's as ready to go as he can be. And, and that wasn't the case with Matt Ryan, and it's still not the case with Matt Ryan. And I put some of the blame on Frank Reich's shoulders for trying to be kind of cagey during the preseason and saving his Matt Ryan bullets at the age of 37 because over the course of 17 games, you're going to have some ups and downs. Well, the first two games were downs, and a lot of that had to do with him, his discomfort, discomfort, and that was true today, too. And so I, I think that uh, Frank Reich shoulders some of the blame also. Uh, my last disappointment is that uh, turnovers. It was, it was. We were just so lucky that the, that we got it at the end of the game. But I think yeah. that was the only positive turnover we have had in three games, if I'm not right. They they picked up another turnover. Uh, was that in game one? That I think they split. I think they had a turnover each in game one. Uh, but your point's well made, and I think. Like in that play, Rodney McLeod was kind of jumping around, telling guys what was going on. He saw something in in the the Kansas City alignment, or he knew something was coming, was jumping around, pointing, and lo and behold, he winds up as the guy who gets that interception, which was fantastic. How 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 cool was that? Let's go to Jim. Jim, make sure and unmute yourself. How you doing this afternoon? I'm doing good, Kent. Thanks for the call. Absolutely. Hey, it's nice talking to you. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that in 1979, I was driving a Pontiac Catalina down North oh. Walnut Street towards the Holiday Inn, drag racing somebody and almost got killed. Really? It is a true story. Wow. I was 16 years old, but, you know, that's the dumb things you do. What, and, what year was the Catalina? Uh, I think it was uh, 71. Oof. Yeah, it had like a 383, so... Bloomington does have some cars that can run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe Xavier Johnson 
and and his travails about six months ago, four months ago, whatever. Maybe it was in honor of of your uh, misdoings back in the day on on Walnut. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. There was a there was a group of us that did that all the time. Well, and you could put about eighteen people in a seventy one Catalina. So I mean, that was that was basically like public transportation. It, it was like a bus. How, yeah. What'd you think of the Colts afternoon? Well, you know, I'm really happy they pulled out the win. Uh, I was thinking three quarters of the game, like, why is Matt Ryan our quarterback? And I was thinking, oh, man, Phillip Rivers would be so nice to have back right now. Yeah. But at the end of the game, he pulled it out and just kind of put it together for whatever reason. Uh, Do you think it was – do you think it's the O-line or do you think it's just his age or – I know you just answered that with the last guy, but that was the prime thing on my mind, this whole thing, was just watching Matt Ryan and seeing – did we do the right thing with uh, bringing him in? I don't think it's a physical issue with Matt Ryan. I mean, he looks to be the same guy physical, physically to me that he was in Atlanta. You know, he was never terribly fleet of foot. He crumples under pressure. You know, he, he's not a guy who's going to prolong plays like Andrew Luck did or like Carson Wentz did. He's a guy who's going to crumple a little bit. And, and so that's just who he is. I think that that's got to do with the offensive line, but I think that there's discomfort with Matt Ryan and, and he doesn't have, he hasn't digested the entire playbook and doesn't know exactly where to look and for whom on every single play as he tries to figure out what in the world's going on. But the offensive line has been inglorious too. Thanks so much for the call. Let's go to JP. JP, make sure and uh, uh, unmute yourself. How are you doing this afternoon? Yeah, great. So on any given Sunday, you can play a game where your kicker misses a a gimme and you don't win the game. On any given Sunday, you can play an inferior team and lose for the seventh time in a row. And on any given Sunday, you can be handed a victory against a team that's way better than you. And we've we've lived that three weeks in a row now. What did you think? And, And to me, that's the beauty of the NFL, right? I mean, the NFL is just awesome in that if the best team in the league, I remember back in 97, the Packers were 8-2 and two and the Colts were 0-10. And, and the Colts won that game. And it's possible for, it, you know, it's not like college football where a team like Troy, Troy is never going to beat Alabama ever. You know, but in the NFL, the worst team can beat the best team. And, and it's not a given every single Sunday that the better team's going to win. And I think that's the beauty of the league and, and the beauty of the sport. Well, I know that you are a, uh, an offensive line aficionado. What do you think of the O-line for the Colts? Well, first of all, the, our, our fourth down plays have been horrific. They finally yeah. did the sensible thing. You have the highest all-time paid center and guard in NFL history playing next to each other. Of course you run a quarterback sneak. Why they haven't done that more often, I have no idea. Because if those two guys can't get you a yard on fourth down, like we failed five previous times, uh, you know, then you know that your GM is not doing his job. And so they finally did the obvious thing. They let those guys, and he followed, he got right on their butts, and he pushed as well. And you can get that yard every time. They should be able to do that every single time, even if the defense knows it's coming. But our offensive line... I just want to say our offensive line has been the reason for our bad start this year. And we managed to pull it out of our butt because their, their defensive line, they made a really dumb 
you know, penalty there at the end. It gave us a second life. But our offensive line is the root of all the evils of our team this year. You know, and, and there's a play that I think underscores it, and, and that was the play to Taylor on fourth down where he tried to vault like Walter Payton over the line. And, and I don't know, like I get it, if your offensive line can't play or if they're overmatched, why you would ask your left guard and center and left tackle to cut block and, and kind of open an area up in the air, you know, at the six-foot level for a guy like Jonathan Taylor to jump the line and get the first down. But if you've got, like you said, if you've got Nelson and you've got Kelly, you ought to be able to tuck in right behind their hips and pick up a yard every single damn time. And if you right. can't, he, you've, instead got to, of pushing, you've got to re-examine your, your ability to get – to evaluate and then pay players. Absolutely. Instead of push, if you saw that play in the replay, he jumped because he had no choice. He was going to trip right. on their legs. They were all laying prone. All three of those guys were laying with their bellies down to the ground. He had no choice but to launch when he did. And if you go back and watch that, if anybody didn't catch that, he really, it was not a mistake by Taylor. It was desperation. That was his only option. Perfect. Thanks, JP. Appreciate the call, yep. as always. Uh, longtime friend of the show is JP. Let's go to Isaiah. Isaiah, how you doing this afternoon? Hey, what's going on, Ken? I called in earlier, but I just have a, a couple of quick thoughts to lay out there. Um, sort of to piggyback off the, after what you said about any given Sunday, you know, I think that's why the NFL's product is so interesting and so it's similar to March Madness is because of the parody. The parody yeah. sells itself. We don't really get a lot of that with uh, college football. You can see that yesterday, clearly. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that makes the NFL uh, certainly a, an enticing product. But, really, I have some thoughts about Matt. Um, I don't see a lot of drop-off in term, because of his age, but I always compare him to other older quarterbacks, and obviously we all look at Tom. If Tom takes a sack early in a game, Tom isn't sitting around thinking, well, my O-line is good, so I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Tom is just like, okay, well, I'll just get rid of the ball quick. And that's it. Yeah. And me doesn't – I don't know if he's just not getting enough uh, agency over the play calling or what, but it just feels like, dang, dude, you're getting beat up. Like, why are you rolling out of the pocket? You can't run away from these these D linemen. What are your thoughts? Why is why does it feel like they're really not getting their adjustments till late in the second half? I Here's the thing that and, – and this is why it kind of gets dangerous to for me – we just watched a game on TV live. So we're not kind of, we're not going through film and looking at prior and, sure. and, and, you know, Nelson and Kelly and, and uh, Pitter and, and Smith. But what, what you saw live and Romo kind of uh, diagnosed it a little bit or dissected it, uh, a, a rush guy, a blitzer ran right past Ryan Kelly and clocked yeah. Matt Ryan. And sure. It was you cannot believe that it was Ryan's, Ryan Kelly's job to pick up the blitzer, but it was right. somebody's job. And so who's not doing that? Who's not doing their job as it's, as it's schemed and, and why, and why, like if you're Matt Ryan, you got to think that people are going to do their jobs. And then in the end, the thing that yeah. gives you hope is watching at the end, that final drive where he had yep. some room to step up and deliver the ball. Like he did to Pierce and even the ball that Pierce dropped, and then the touchdown pass to Jelani Woods, he was comfortable back there, stepped into it, put it right where it should be. If you give him time and he's got room in the pocket to take a step forward, he is going to beat teams. But one, 
that easy for him throughout the game, it seems. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. And I guess you make a great point. When you're paying your offensive line that money, it sort of authorizes the quarterback to be a little complacent. They were not letting him – they were not giving him time early on. I, I, I agree. Yeah, you got to be able to trust your O-line, and, and it's clear that he's not – He's not in a position where that's a, a a comfortable investment for him. Let's go to Anton. Anton, make sure you, there you go. You unmuted yourself. How you doing this afternoon? Oh well, for me it's actually the evening because I'm Swedish, so nice. I'm, about, I'm about to go to bed. But oh man, I'm so happy. I mean, we spoke. You and I we spoke last week after the Jacksonville game, and I was so distraught and I don't know at a at a loss for words, but. I mean, this just goes to show that as a fan, your your mood is so aligned with the team that you follow. And you Isn't that funny? I mean, it's so stupid in a way, but it's also so great when you win. I mean, now you can sit back, you can relax, you can watch the other games. You can, I mean, right now it's Brady versus Rodgers. And I mean, that's probably going to be a great game. And knowing that, that we just somehow, some way, miraculously managed to beat Patrick Mahomes, which I don't think anyone anywhere thought that we would. Let me ask you, how do you, in Sweden, how do you watch the games? How do you see them? Uh, I buy the Game Pass. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, there's an international version of the Game Pass. Actually, and this is a funny thing, last season, uh, one of my local streaming services that I subscribe to, that i Amongst other things, I watch the soccer Premier League, the the English league on that streaming service. Right. It actually broadcasted the NFL last year, but unfortunately, the deal that they had with the NFL expired this year, and they decided for whatever reason to not negotiate a new deal. So I bought the Game Pass, but I'm really happy I did. I mean, now I get to watch any game I want to, and I get to watch them like on demand as well, which is great nice. for me. Since, since I mean, obviously, like a lot of your primetime games are my night games, right? They start at like maybe 2 a.m. So I right. can't, so I, I try to not look up the scores and I watch them the next day instead, which is great. How do you wind up a Colts fan? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a fairly new Colts fan. I've been like, I started following the NFL maybe four years ago or something. Yeah. And uh, I was always looking for, for a team because, I mean, the first couple of seasons, I didn't really have a team. And then, ironically, and I might get some hate for this, I don't know, but I'm fine with that. Uh, I actually <laughs> I actually watched, uh, I actually followed Michael Pittman on YouTube. And then, so I started automatically uh, okay. following. And now I'm actually like a huge fan and I plan to, to travel to Indianapolis um, whenever I have the opportunity to and go watch a game or two, hopefully, maybe even later on this season. And I watch your videos religiously on, on YouTube. And <laughs> like, well, to, to keep I appreciate with... that. Thank you. Thank you so much, Anton. Have a uh, get to bed and have a great week. And hopefully, we talk to you again celebrating next Sunday. We will for sure, Ken. Thank you again, and go Colts, baby. Thanks, Anton. Appreciate it. Let's go to Matt. How you doing, Matt? And and excuse me for asking a couple of a couple of questions, uh, a little self indulgent, wanting to know exactly how Anton 
like wound up sort of finding the Colts and how he watches over there, but I have no idea how that works. Now we do. Uh, Matt, how you doing this afternoon? I'm doing good. Now, I, I've been thinking about what the differences in the offensive line between this year and last year and all that type of stuff. But one of the big things that I see is that we don't have Jack Doyle anymore and we don't really have a tight end that is a big, uh, you know, push guy, you know, uh, blocking and stuff like that. And so I just wanted to hear what you had to say when it came to that. I I have two thoughts about Jack Doyle. One is that he is really missed. They miss his, he is a very, he's a very calm demeanor. He's a very smiley guy. He enjoyed football uh, a great deal, and he was very, very good at a whole bunch of different things. That a lot of the stuff that you don't necessarily celebrate, he was very good at. And it, it wasn't all about catching a football. He was a really good blocker. He understood the game at a high level. He graduated from Cathedral High School here in town and, and then went to Western Kentucky. And the, the Colts lucky to find him kind of on the scrap heap after he got cut uh, by the Titans, I think. But the other thing is, like guys keep leaving the Colts. You had you had Anthony Costanzo leave, just decide he didn't want to play anymore. You had Andrew Luck leave, decide he didn't want to play anymore. Um, you've had other guys that Philip Rivers could have come back for a second year, made a lot of money, and and I don't think his foot speed was going to diminish as he got older than thirty nine. Uh, but he wanted to do something else. And then you have Jack Doyle, who d- to me still looked like he had gas in the tank, deciding not to play. And I don't know why that is. I don't know whether there's a lack of enthusiasm for the game in that locker room. I don't know whether it's uh, like a lack of cohesion with Frank Reich and Chris Ballard. I don't, it could be Jim Ursay. It might be none of the above. It might be just that these guys, they played, you know, as much football as they wanted. They'd made as much money as they liked, and they were going to move on to what was next. But it it seems like that happens to the Colts disproportionately to how it happens to other teams. So uh, that sort of, if I had an offline conversation with Jack or Andrew or or any of those guys, Philip or anyone, I would ask that question. You know, what was the thing that compelled them to not play anymore? And not take a shot on on winning a championship the following year. Um, but I, Jack Doyle, wonderful guy, uh, you know, terrific Indianapolis native, and and I think that they miss him a lot. And it, it, like, I know they tried to replace him in the aggregate with Jelani Woods and Mo Ali Cox and Kylan Granson, and they were hoping for the same with Ogletree before he uh, tore his Achilles, right? Um, but you don't do that. You can't replace somebody in the aggregate in football. You can do it in baseball, like Moneyball. But in the NFL, you got to have you got to have really competent to very good and very talented guys if you want to win. And 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 the the Colts keep shopping at TJ Maxx and hoping that they look like they shopped at Saks. You know what I mean? Or, or hoping that they look like they shopped at Nordstrom. And and you can't do that. You know, TJ Maxx clothes are $8 for a reason. Nothing against TJ Maxx. But you, you, can't, you, you can't build a champion by shopping at TJ Maxx, if that makes any sense. Uh, let's go to uh, uh, Mike. How you doing? Hey, Mike, by the way, uh, Mike, you there? Make sure and unmute yourself. Yep, I'm here, Ken. You're the mic on the YouTube channel, right? 
I am, yes. Okay, you're the winner this week. You won the autographed Goose Gossage Ball, but I don't have any way into your email through YouTube, so I need you to DM me on Twitter, like your address. Okay, okay? Ken, I just got a little uh, confession to make. My name is not actually Mike. It's actually Connor, but I'll send you okay. a DM. Okay, perfect. Good to know. Because then I would think somebody was trying to railroad me and swipe your prize. But yep. I've got it boxed. I've got it ready to go. And and so, yeah, DM me. And I and the way I do this, I, I like attach. I, I like send a comment because that you should be able to see that somehow or another. So I sent a comment the other day. Anyway, yeah, DM me. DM me your address and we'll send you the Goose Gossage autograph baseball which is something we started doing a couple of weeks ago, but I really enjoy it. I got a bunch of swag around here that I want to share with, with uh, viewers and listeners. And so uh, glad Connor that we're, uh, we're going to be able to get you that baseball. What'd you yeah, think no, of the that's game? Awesome. No, I really appreciate it. Ken. I think that's awesome that you're uh, doing these giveaways now. What'd you think of the game? Well, um, I thought it was awesome. Honestly, I did not yeah. expect it at all. I mean, I bet the Colts every week, so I bet them this week. Um, was not expecting to pay out this week, but hey, can't complain with the win. My only question for you is how long do you think Matt Ryan has? Do you think he retires after this year, or do you think he tries to go another year with the Colts? Oh, no, I think he's going to play at least another year because of the way the restructuring of, of his contract worked. Like, he, he's got a lot of money coming to him next year. He ain't going to walk away from all that cash. He gave up some cash uh, for 2022, and he's going to get paid in 23 at a pretty high level and so i i think that he's gonna he's gonna sit around here for a while and uh um yeah the colts are on the hook for a, a serious chunk of change so i i think he's gonna stick around and and really the way he played in the fourth quarter if you get that version of matt ryan you know for 60 minutes the next 14 games you're gonna feel pretty good about your chances in january but it, it just you know it depends on whether they're gonna get that yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, I did not know that about Matt Ryan, though. But you did see the difference between Matt Ryan and Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is top oh, three yeah. quarterback in the league. But Tony Romo touched on it. Uh, there was a play where I think it was Nagakwe was uh, right behind Patrick Mahomes, about to sack him. Then Pat looks behind him, notices him, and gets rid of it. And then you see Matt Ryan do the exact opposite. Hold on to it too long. Then end up getting stripped. <laughs> it was the exact opposite. Thanks, Connor. I appreciate yep. it. Uh, you, let's wrap things up with the great JP. How you doing? Hey, hey. So I just wanted to answer your question because you asked a great question. Why do these guys retire early? Kari yeah. Wilson is another name you you, yep. you read about because he left early to to go. And the reason is is the quality of the guys that Ballard brings in. They all have more to their life than football, and they're willing to yeah. go. Start doing things outside of football with the money that they've earned. Also maintaining their health. These are smart guys and they make business decisions. So great question, but I think that's your answer. You know, and, and that's the thing. Everybody gets pissed off at Andrew Locke for, for calling it a career early. And I think two things happen that we aren't necessarily privy to. And one is that I think that the Colts had a notion that that was coming down the pike. And they hoped that through going to camp and working on the game and being around the guys that Andrew was going to find, you know, his love for the game rekindled. And I don't think it was necessarily a big surprise for Ballard and Ursay and Reich. Um, right. So they just and, had no and, other and, option. 
Right. He And he's a guy, like you said, really, really smart guy. He sees what happens to guys. He sees Jim McMahon up in Chicago. And, and Jim has had problems with, um, you know, it's not necessarily CTE. It was kind of another thing, but the symptoms are similar. He sees Brett Favre. He sees other guys who played a long time and have had their health kind of ravaged as a result. And he'd rather be a good dad to his two kids and a good wife, a good husband to his wife. Just to uh, say it on behalf of everybody in the chat and on your station, you're doing a fantastic job with your channel, Kent. You have raised the bar in the city, and we really appreciate all your hard work. Well, that's very nice of you to say. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And thank you for your, uh, your help. You have been a, uh, a, a high-quality advisor for me, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. Let's go to Rob. Rob, we'll wrap things up with you. Make sure and unmute yourself. And uh, how are you feeling? The uh, the little mute thing, Rob, is uh, you hit that little red thing, and then it'll uh, you won't be muted anymore. All right. Well, we'll figure it out for next time, Rob. Uh, Colts win 2017. The special teams for the Chiefs. Let them down, Chris Jones. Let them. Oh, there's Rob. Rob, how you doing this afternoon? I'm doing good, Kent. How are you? I'm great. Yeah, good ending to the day, I guess. I was just wondering. I, uh, Ryan's been in the league for so many years. I, I don't. After you get to counting one, one one hundred, two one hundred, one six hundred, one seven hundred, you probably should figure out somebody's coming up behind you, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that. But if you got like if if you don't have great wheels and you don't have any receivers that are open, you you're really kind of between a rock and a hard place. And and you know he or hasn't be- done very well in that situation. That's for sure. Or between two sidelines, you need to throw it out there, I guess. But <laughs> thank you, Rob. I appreciate right. it. Thanks, thanks Ken. Thanks to everybody for participating and calling and listening and. And thanks to everybody who does the same on, on the YouTube channel and, and throughout the media that we're on. Uh, really makes it a lot of fun. I, I enjoy this. This is uh, the, at least as much fun for me as it is for you. Um, tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent, of course. And uh, that's right at 7 o'clock live, but you can watch throughout the day, of course. And uh, then in the afternoon, 4 o'clock, we go live again with Inside Indiana Sports Now. We'll have more prizes. Can't wait to talk to you tomorrow morning. We're going to be smiling, and that is a good thing. Hopefully the Jaguars get their asses kicked by the Chargers, and when we wake up tomorrow morning, the Colts are in first place. We'll talk to you tomorrow.